This episode is brought to you by Kroger. Download Kroger's new app, Checklist, today. Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best lives every day. Welcome back to Brunch and Slay, guys. It's Amira. For those of you who have not yet heard an episode of the Brunch and Slay podcast, you're in for a treat. And I I like to say every episode is a treat, and I guess I'm biased, you know. But hey, welcome back. And for those of you, or welcome to the show. For those of you who have come and you listen every week, hey, girl, hey, hey, boy, hey. Thanks for supporting us. We are growing, and it's because of you. So thanks. Now, for you guys out there who have ever, if you're like me, I was used to be, used to be, I say was used to be, I used to like really be in the magazines, like hardcore before the internet or probably I'll be honest until I stopped traveling. When I used to travel like all the time for work, that's what, that was my favorite thing to do is get a nice hot chai tea latte, go to the bookstore and get a few magazines for my flight. That was just like my rituals. And I really love design magazines. I love flipping through and seeing celebrities. I loved InStyle uh, when they would do the home issues. And that was just something that always intrigued me. So if you've ever done that and you're like me, then you're definitely going to love this episode. Today, we have a lady who is the founder and chief of Designer Liberty, an online news media platform that spotlights everything celebrity from, from, I'm sorry, not everything celebrity, but everything from celebrity interior to events. She's a woman with a unique vision, and it's really cool. You guys have to check out her website and her platform after the show. I'll definitely put everything in the show notes. She has a thirst for design. She's a cover girl. And most importantly, she's the head bitch in charge. Hey, I want to welcome to the show. Oh, I cannot talk today, guys. I want to welcome to the show, Miss Barbara Vateri. Hey, Barbara. Hi, Amira. This is so insane. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited to be on your show. Brenton Slay, like I'm fanning out a little bit. And I think this is why we probably had a little bit of audio problems because my fan out just sort of fanned the mic out. So I'm no. going to try to contain my excitement just a little. <laughs> no, just like she, you like literally, uh, first of all, guys, I, you know me, I'm a chatty Kathy. So I just want to talk to Barbara because I love her vibe. I love her energy. And I told her that in the email before the show, I'm like, Hey, you're my kind of girl. Like I, I, you know, I love powerhouses. I love women and any woman who's bold and brave enough to call herself the head bitch in charge. She gets my vote. <laughs> you know what? That is the start of my email, HBIC. I think, right? well, you know, the saying goes, bitches get stuff done. So, <laughs> And that's what Tina Fey has said. It is an actual quote. Yes, yes. And call me what you will. I, I can't say I haven't been called that a time or two. I've learned to Yeah, I've been it. called worse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they might not say it to my face. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> <laughs> haters. What would you be without them, right? That's true. They fuel you. I look at it that way. But I'll yeah. let you do your thing because I'm so stoked to be here. Thank you so much for having me on Brunson's Way. I am so obsessed. Really oh, am. Yeah. I stalked you. I like the hustle game was real. I stalked you. <laughs> No, I love your platform. And I told you that before we started the show. I love designer liberty. I love, period. I really like pretty things. I think it's pretty clear. I love pretty things. And I love women who 
I, I don't want to say come from nothing because we all are here and to be born in this country period, there's no way you're not coming from nothing. Let's just be real. You right. Go to other countries. I don't care how disenfranchised you think you are here. Go, go visit some more countries and then come back. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. It's funny because even though I came from the project, like, you know, our cable was stolen. So I had cable. Right. <laughs> a lot right. of people can say that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were high. Don't knock it, yeah, I was. Yeah. I was in all the channels. <laughs> So I did feel rich. I love it. I love it. But I love, I love, what I love most importantly is when people can truly share their authentic self and talk about that journey so that other folks out there who are listening, who are in the projects, don't be ashamed of where you came from. Let me tell you something. People who are born here with a little less than what, and, and they, they work harder because you have something to aspire to be. When you are born with everything, a lot of times you don't realize the struggle and you don't have that, that hunger inside. So it's, it's something great yeah. about being born. I don't want to say disenfranchised, but being born without your everything that you want. There's something to be said about that. Yeah, I think people will find it really interesting. I come from the same Brooklyn projects that Jay-Z <laughs> came from. We were neighbors. Wow. So Marcy projects in Brooklyn. Yeah, it's funny. And I'm white. <laughs> so go figure that but you know it, it teaches you a sense of resolve and just basically survival instincts and so you know when you're born in that kind of environment I mean you could watch any sort of like you know Oprah you know master class and hear Jay-Z talk about it probably more eloquently than I could ever talk about it because I come from a different dynamic it's so funny there's this book that's called you can't touch my hair Mm -hmm. But when I was born and raised in the projects, everybody wanted to touch my hair because it was so great. Because you were the different girl, right? I was the different one. It is the most hilarious thing. And I was also, like, in a weird sense, protected because it was, like, the last – I was adopted. So my parents are Hispanic, and they were, like, the last Hispanic family in a predominantly black project. So the, you know, the code words of like, watch out for Wonder Bread, you know, keep a lookout for Cracker. <laughs> oh my God. It was an endearment. It really was an endearment. But yeah, it was, you know, as much as a dangerous environment that it was, it really did teach you a sense of survival, resolve. Um, you come up with a sense of, okay, there are no opportunities here. I've learned how to make opportunities for myself. And it's unfortunate some people, you know, can find this innate instinct to do that and others you know, they either turn to drugs or, you know, getting pregnant, you know, at 11 or dropping out of school. So it, it, those lack of options, you just kind of find yourself and figure out a way, how are you going to create opportunities for yourself to honestly get out? That's really what it came down to, just to get out. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, it's a beautiful thing when you look back, and I've said this before, when you look back to where you are now and you look at that journey, I'm sure you see so many things that led you to right where you are at this very moment. So, you know, it's funny because I laugh. I'm in the world of lap of luxury with interior design. <laughs> and so like to go to these bougie parties, I call this industry, it's like high school with money. Like it really is. <laughs> the, the poser game is on, you know, everyone has, and I don't hate the hustle. I really respect it. But the poser game, I'm like, you know, I've been living in an area where I had to make sure I didn't get shot or get caught up with drugs. And here you're trying to pose and say, you want to have a business partnership deal with me. And I'm looking at you like, I've seen you cats. <laughs> Whether you're in suits or basically packing, like I can read this vibe. Who's real, who's not, who's blowing hot air, 
you know, who's just basically trying to work on their come up, you know, or try to put their hook into your coattail. So every industry has that. But it is a really unique industry because, you know, the, the world of interior design, a lot of people feel like, well, I have enough flair. I can be an interior designer or, you know, I have style, so I could totally do my own home. And in retrospect, you probably can. But my world, why I created Design Celebrity is, is like I had to kind of separate. It was almost like what we call celebrities. These were design celebrities. And case in point, you had a fabulous brunch and sleigh at 5115. I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So that was a designer celebrity that did that in 90 days. She's a good friend of mine. Her name is Nina Magan and her company is called Contour Interior Design. And so when you look at that, that is where you get inspiration to kind of try to do that in your own home. But you would have never thought about that or envisioned that unless you were there, right? You right, really have right. to kind of like be there. And, let and me so just that's say, why oh. I had to separate the two. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> let me just say this, Nina, well done. Well done. Yes. Oh, right no. now, you are the only reason that I had that event at 5115. <laughs> I saw it. It was, it was new. They hadn't even had a big event. They had one during, like, I think Super Bowl or All-Star. I can't remember what we hosted here in, in Houston. But I saw it. And I said, oh, we got we to gotta have this here. Whatever. That's brownie points for you. Yeah. So go, Nina. Go, Nina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's that's what I'm trying to get across because, you know, a lot of people who feel like interior design is just a matter of having taste. When we look at the fashion industry, we know we can't put, you know, two fabrics together and make a dress, make a hot dress at that. Right. But even those fashion designers we look up to, they can't do it either. So they have like, you know, seamstress and they have tailors and they have people to make that happen. So that's what pushes them to that celebrity status. And even with chefs, you know, we look at TV shows like The Chew. You're not watching that show, you know, to find out how you're going to avoid your high blood pressure. It's strictly <laughs> about food, right? right, right. <laughs> we don't, so that's what I feel like I want Design Celebrity to be, that platform where you know when you're coming to it, it is about the ultimate interior design. And it's not architectural digest and it's not, you know, house beautiful. It is about the people, the actual, what I call design celebrities that make us want to eat at those restaurants or have yeah. our amazing women empowerment luncheons, you know, at their hotels or even the homes that they design. You know, I just recently did an interview with, are you a Bravo fan? Do you like Real Housewives? <laughs> uh, in another life I did. I'm not going to lie, but it's been a while. I'm reformed. <laughs> Your reform. Oh my God, good for you. So you catch your brain cells. Yeah. <laughs> well, a great example is I'm, I'm obsessed with Real Housewives of Potomac. And there's this wonderful Bravo celebrity, if you will. Her name is Sharice. She had a design celebrity uh, create a champagne room in her house. And I did an Instagram live interview in that champagne room. Wow. And of course, it could have been all about Sharice, but I wanted to make it more about this designer who has designed from like royalty all the way to Chris Tucker. I kid you not. Yeah. <laughs> like she has run the gamut and she created this incredible design room for her. And now it's it transitioned me to talk about like, you know what? We all need celebratory moments in our house. Like we're not going to get champagne rooms, you know, to this level, but why not a bar cart? Or why mm -hmm. don't we put like a tray with some champagne and beautiful flutes and flowers and have a moment for ourselves or if you can't even go that route, you know, at least get a piggy bank that looks like a champagne bottle. Right, <laughs> and I love it. And I think that's so you the see vibe I'm getting at. No, that's the vibe that I love about you. And that and it's it's crazy. It's not crazy. I'm gonna stop saying that. I love the synergy of 
people connecting when they're attracted to the same things. When you're in this good mental space, you're, you're building, you're creating, you get that. It doesn't have to be like what anybody else is doing. And it right. has to be and that, speaks to your and ideal. And that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. That is so tough. Because I was looking, you know, I'm not an interior designer. And as much as I can say I have taste all day, that's one of the ways I got out of the projects. I used to, you know, buy crack houses put a little paint, like I was like probably one of the very first Joanna Gaines, like the fixer uppers with crack houses. <laughs> and I used to fix them up and then resell them. And then that led me into this world of interior design, which was like an insane world. It really was like a celebrity world. They had their own red carpet events and, you know, they had their own socialite scene and high school with money. Best way to describe it. If you weren't part of the clique, you weren't in it. You know, it was there. You can't sit here. You know, there was a lot of that. Right, but you know, um, but, every every field has its subculture, culture, and everybody yeah. has this moment of whether it's from music to design to acting to even blogging. There are people who you admire and want to fan out about, right? The yeah. thing that you have to remember, and we all have to remember, is that take two blocks to your left, people who aren't into what you're into, you're you're just a person. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Right when it all boils down, it's, it's, it's great. And we all want our accolades and we all want, you know, everybody's doing something because they want to leave their mark on the world. And I love that you have created this platform that has a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I, I looked at it and I thought, okay, this is interesting. And then of course I clicked on one link. It led me to another link. I clicked on this. It led me to something else. <laughs> and I fell down a rabbit hole. <laughs> That's how I'm falling. <laughs> That's what's happening. Because I'm not an interior designer. I'm not, you know, going to walk in with like a cardigan. Like I'm hood. And I'm walking into this world, you know, and I am, you know, calling people out saying, yeah, I think I could, you know, talk about that. That seems inspiring. Um, I want to give good scoop on this to telling professional interior designers, like, how did you do that show? Is the show still on the air? And, you know, when you're that real and authentic, Sometimes, you know, to that, depends on the person, of course, can look a little bit mean or, you know, a little bit, you know, the B word. But in retrospect, you know, I picked my side, so to speak. So I'm speaking for the public. We're all saying the same thing about your show. Right. <laughs> We're all saying the same thing about your product. We're yeah. all saying the same thing about, you know, whatever you're coming up with. But there was never, ever a platform that was basically like a Wendy Williams Hot Topics. Like there was never a set platform to kind of talk about that. So I wound up creating a, a small talk show called Design Celebrity Talk on the Design Network. And I would like, just like Hot Topics, like the beginning of the hour, I would give a little bit of dish of like, hey, you know, this designer has a line at Ballard Designs or Crate and Barrel. So at least the public knew the store, whether they cared about the designer or not, mm -hmm. they were interested because they're like, oh, okay, so there's product there by a celebrity designer I can get. But on the flip side, I would have these designer celebrities and I'm interviewing them and they're really talking about like the restaurants that they were designing or, um, you know, certain things that they were doing in a client's home that a lot of people could relate to. You know, if they're in a divorce, like how are you going to get rid of the husband? <laughs> you know, and you can't sell the house, but how do you make the space your own? Like you don't want any reminders of that man. Like how are you going to be able to do this and get rid of like those memories? And design can do that. It really can transform the space. So hence moving forward, I'm like, you know what? I think this is a thing. If we have shows like The Chew, you know, we go to watch those shows for food or even Fashion Police back in the day, you knew you were going there for fashion. And, and I mean, we have medical shows, Dr. Oz, you know, you're not going there to get fashion tips. Right. I'm like, we need one for an interior design. I think it could just be just as entertaining, you know, as these shows and informative. 
So that's been my quest to kind of get that sort of talk show out there, but on a major network, as opposed to it being, you know, like the YouTube thing. Right. No. And, and the thing is, don't discount YouTube because how many people, oh my gosh, look at what Jada Pinkett Smith is doing right now with Facebook. Right now, that's, that's the direction I love. So I'm obsessed with the Red Table and it looks and feels just like a syndicated network talk mm-hmm. show. It is, I'm, it's appointment Facebook TV for me. <laughs> it's right. really amazing. And it's, and I think that will be a lot of directions. A lot of shows are going, I mean, I agree. the cheddar, I've, yeah, there's Cheddar TV, there's, you know, the Bowl TV, like I've been on all of these shows, and you cannot find them on cable, or you find them on your cell phone. And, you know, considering the world that we're living in, that is so social media based, you know, that is like the first game of play. And so oh, yeah. that is where I'm sort of interviewing with executive producers and studios that know how to handle that live feed. And, you know, uh, programmers that program and edit for like the Super Bowl so we can figure out all the cutaways and putting in and B-reels and all that stuff. So I'm getting educated yeah. on that now. Yeah. yeah it'd, be, it'd be nice if it leads to that, but I still get to go on, you know, national talk shows and give some scoop no, and, <laughs> and do Shop Life with My Liberty segment. Yeah, it's really yeah. doing great. Yeah. When you really think about, for me, number one, the, the most important part about gaining an audience or quote unquote success in your industry or genre, whatever that is, is authenticity. And that is from thinking outside of the box or being ahead of the curve. And no one can, you talked about Bravo. um, No one can send me a link from their DVR, but you can send me a link from Facebook from, you know, you can can share that to me. You can send me a link from YouTube. Everybody's even Instagram. On yeah, even, even Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. So that makes to me, I, if I were a person doing that, I'd be, that would be where I put all the money because no one's going to look at, look at what Netflix did. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. I wish I invested in that stock. Then I would have forgotten about Design Celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> That was, and I live for Netflix. It's so right. sad. I they're gonna take my kids away because I am on Netflix too much binging. It's really kids? sad, but you're absolutely right. How many kids do you have? I have two. I have oh. a twelve year old who's an epitome, epitome of me, and uh, my son is nine, which I'm like, thank goodness he's cute because he, yeah, he's a little. I'm a little worried about him. I always say I'm saving college money and bail money, but I just don't know when I'm going to use it on which. <laughs> but no, they're good kids. I lucked no, out. That's awesome. No, I love um, the idea, and I and I'm definitely keep me posted. I want. I'm cheering for that, and I see what you're saying. It's so beautiful how like people like Issa Rae start out on YouTube and yo. This is what I love about social media and technology, how much has changed in the last 20 years. Uh, and, and even yes. more so the last five to six years, just being instant. Yeah, I would even say the last five or six years is really like a total 180. Oh, yeah. You know, now it's full-blown, like I said, almost network-style syndicated television shows on Facebook. More Brunch and Slay after this. Guys, if you know nothing else about me, you should definitely know that I am the queen of multitasking. Seriously. If there's a way to have a shortcut and I still get everything I need done, I'm all for it, which is why I am over the moon excited about Kroger's new app, Checklist. You can log into your app store and download it. Trust me, 
you'll be so glad you did. Not only can I use it to find things in the store, I can actually order everything I need and do a drive-by without having to get out. And you know this season and Houston and how rainy it is, so I don't even have to get out of my car. And I just found out that pretty soon, I won't even have to do that much. I'll just be able to answer my door and have all of my groceries from Kroger, everything that I love, like all my Simple Truth brands, my private select. I'll even get things on what's on sale for the week and even recipes and suggestions on what to cook for dinner. Can you say hashtag winning? So do yourself a favor, go to your app store, download checklist, and you can thank me later. And again, Thanks to Kroger for being so innovative and for making this girl's life that much easier. And now back to Brunch and Slay. Yeah. And I never, honestly, before I've seen a couple of little shows, like there's this closet show design, a show I see on Facebook that I kind of follow. But before Jada Pinkett Smith's show, I hadn't really watched any shows like that. So she kind of, right. in my opinion, for what I'm looking at, it spoke to me and it was comfortable enough that I didn't feel like I had to fast forward through anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> Except for those darn like advertisements that they throw in when it gets to the good part. But right. you know, those bills got to get paid. <laughs> right. So, okay. You are a Brooklyn girl through and through. You are, a I am your boss. You've created this brand. So what is your current theme song? What do you, what, what's getting you in the zone right now? My theme song? Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so surprised you asked that question. That's a good question because <laughs> it changes on, it just sounds insane, but literally what I want to attack. Like mm -hmm. I look at something almost like a dog with a bone. So just recently, I, well, great example was um, the, I'm on a cover of Rev Magazine. And that was like two months ago or three months ago, I wrote this article and there were two magazines I wanted to be on the cover of, but it, it's a ballsy move. And what I did was just in my email, I said, listen, I'm going to write you an article that's so good. I need it to be cover worthy. If you just tell me it will make it in the magazine, don't put it in. I want to convince you that this article is going to be so good. You put me on the cover. And so the song that got me to write that article was Jay-Z's On to the Next One, ah. because the first magazine turned me down. <laughs> that was <laughs> Thanks, What do you say? Thanks, So, <laughs> so like, on to the next one, you know? Like, I blasted that. And, it, and the lyrics, I mean, great. I went to my neighbor's song. But ser seriously, you look at him at an artist, and you hear that song. The lyrics are like, I got a million ways to get it. Choose one. Yes. So it was inspiring to just pick another magazine. And sure enough, they put me on the cover. It was that good. So it was amazing. And then recently, um, I wanted to, I, oh, with you, that was, that was my next one. I wanted to be on this podcast because I'm like, oh my God, this is better than any <laughs> platform I could go to because we have a bunch of summits. You know, there are a lot of like, you know, and not to put them down or anything, but it, it could get one color. If you know what mm -hmm. I mean? There's not much showing of diversity. There's not much showing um, forget about even diversity, but just speak the language that's up to date, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. So you have brunch, which I love. I love to eat. And you have the word slay. So I was like, okay, this, <laughs> I need to be here. <laughs> and I started listening to your podcast and I'm like, oh, okay. Now, now she has people that are actually educating me because I hear a lot of podcasts and I'm like, okay, this is about preaching or, oh, you know, yeah. follow my way or buy my book. I couldn't handle. So I wind up putting Jennifer Lopez, Will I Am, and, um, Oh my God, Mick Jagger called You Can Go Hard or You Can Go Home. You know that song? No, I don't know that one. Oh, play. first off, the video is off the chain. It's incredible. 
but it's basically for me to build up my courage to send you that, you know, I think it was an Instagram message of yeah. all things. <laughs> and I played that. I'm like, you know what? Why not? You know, she doesn't know me. Design Liberty is only a few years old, but I feel like I just wanted to have the conversation with you. You just, you're my people. No, <laughs> That's what it comes down to. People. Everything you're saying is like stuff that totally makes me say, "Go, let's go have some drinks." This is. <laughs> I well, you know, if we have drinks, we'll play the soundtrack because yes. <laughs> it's a good beat. Yes. <laughs> it's no, a really good beat. I think it's so cool. So now, being that you are a go getter and you have enough sense to put yourself in the zone, and you get that, what does your your inner slady tell you? Like, what's that voice in your head saying to you? when you gotta get stuff done? Like if you deviate, how does she check you to get back in place? What does she sound like? Well, that's when I go back to survival mode because you know, in the projects, you're always just trying to figure out, I mean, we called it the hustle. What's the next hustle? You know, how are we gonna you know, pay them the bills or how are we gonna get our lights back on? When it comes to design celebrity, because, you know, as, you know, basically make my coins, it's really through real estate, because that's really where my bread and butter comes from. Design Liberty is this passion project that I'm so passionate and driven that I'm doing it, whether it got paid or not, because it feels good. It feels right. But, you know, at some point, the IRS is like, listen, you got two years. We can't keep this business going. <laughs> you got to shut it down so you get realistic. So I remember keep telling myself, I'm like, you have to stay in the black. So that's the hustle game. Like, you know, when it comes to taxes and paying your taxes, I'm like, this company must stay in the black. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways I keep myself going is, is I pivot. You know, if something's not working, no matter how much time I invested in it, I don't go through that place where it's like, well, I put up all this time and, you know, it's got to work. Like, you know, I put all this energy and love. Sometimes it just doesn't work. You got to let it go and walk away and then just pivot. And one of the great things about pivoting was, is I remember writing all these exclusive posts and I'm just a newbie with this, it's basically a blog and nobody's reading it. And I know nothing of social media and I'm getting not only exclusives, but I'm helping cast design shows like Queer Eye for the Straight Guy mm -hmm. or getting exclusives on like other, like, um, trading spaces that's like a really big popular design show mm -hmm. and I'm like no one is hearing me I have the scoop where am I going to be able to kind of shout this out and so I decided I'm like you know what I have to be on tv so I'm going to go directly to page six or I'm going to go directly to like some talk show stations or I'm going to go directly on podcasts and I started to become my own publicist so you start figuring out a way how to drive yourself mm -hmm. when you realize at some point this is going to be a waste of your time which I feel like that's also, you know, really more valuable than money or honestly, like the money runs out. So that's always been my biggest motivator. And pivoting is so integral. Pivoting oh, yeah. is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. I agree. We talk about that all the time. I mean, that's a huge part of the journey. The journey in, in knowing to go to the next level is when you know when to pivot, I think. When yes. You know and when that's a tough one yeah, to yeah. figure that out. Because you, it, it could be with people, like when do you give up on people, you know, or it could be with like, you know, in, in regards to your health, you know, you're giving so much time and devotion and you're trying to spread yourself apart between family and this business and have a social life, but now you're not exercising. I saw your Instagram post 
And you're like, I'm out here walking. I'm like, well, me too. I'm just walking to Carvel, but I'm walking. <laughs> <laughs> but you got me walking. I could have drove my car there. Right. <laughs> Every little step counts. <laughs> that was a pivot. That was an amazing pivot. So as big or small as it is, you have to embrace, you're going to have to pivot. You're going to oh. have to listen to Jay-Z at some point and move on to the next one. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm literally, the music keeps playing in my head as you're talking like, oh. <laughs> It's a good um, one. No, and it is. Definitely listen to Go Hard. I will listen to Go Hard. So now one part of your website that I really am digging is your potentials. How did you come up with that idea? Okay, that is so funny. So I was writing for a magazine um, that, and it's funny because Nina, uh, Mag, and I actually did a feature on her on this magazine. The magazine kept changing its name. Like, it, it, again, I love the hustle, but at some point, Design Liberty was an established brand, and you can't go from, I'm going to call my magazine Style and Redefine, and then change it to, like, a, a typical female, and now I'm putting male designers, that they're going to promote themselves you know, on a magazine called Typical Female, and then it changes to like bar cart and cocktails. And so the editor of that magazine wasn't really getting just, I guess, the gist of what she wanted to do. And so this is a perfect case of pivoting. I'm like, okay, I'm out. I'm going to create a website and do my own thing. And it was easy to get celebrity interior designers, which I thought was really funny, but it was really hard to spotlight designers that had so much potential that they were designer celebrities, but nobody knew of them. So I couldn't give them like, hey, you're a wannabe or a rising star or something like that. I'm like, this, they have potential. Like, right. it just seemed obvious. And I was putting that on the other magazines. I'm like, this is such a waste. I'm definitely going to keep this and write just a whole section on these designers that truly have some serious potential. And the beauty about that is, is when people were reading it, there were other magazines giving them features because they were looking at design celebrities as, oh, well, she knows who the rising star is. She has an eye for who's the next hit interior designer. And that was like just gratifying. It was amazing. And I never do a pay to play. Like nobody that's featured on designlibrity.com can pay to be featured on there. Because I really wanted to keep that voice as an organic endorsement. This wasn't, you know, because they were paying me to say this about them. It's, this is proof in the pudding and they caught my eye. And that to me means a lot because, you know, I have to be able to say in some form or way, five senses was involved in this and they've hit everyone. And I think they'll do the same for you. No, I love it. And as soon as I saw it, you know, I, I saw the title of it and I clicked on it and I thought, wow, how cool is that? I, I love it. And you've people... seen the work. You yes. can admit it too. Yeah. yeah I looked at all of their portfolios. I thought it was amazing. And for you to go out of your way to shine a light on another woman, that speaks to my heart anyway. You know, I think yeah, that's a big thing, and diversity yeah. too. Yeah. Like, you'll never see me do a design panel. Nina is Indian, so you'll never see me do a design panel where it's just a sea of beige. I mean, mm -hmm. we're in an industry that promotes color, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> and in all retrospect, let's keep it real. So every design panel that I do, I, I mean, yeah, this is where the HBIC comes in. I usually tell wherever it is, whether it's in Las Vegas or whatever the venue may be, I'm like, I have to pick the people. And I make sure that there is someone representing multicultural backgrounds, whether it's African-American, whether it's like Nina, who is, is, is Indian, whether it's Hispanic, but you have to show representation because this is the world that we're living in. There are so many panels where it's like blonde hair, blue eye. And I'm like, oh my God, it's children of the corn. I don't know if I can sit through this. <laughs> like, I'm trying. I'm try it's because I personally can't relate. As insane as that sounds, even I feel like I'm too white for the seat sometimes. 
but yeah, and diversity, showing diversity, showing inclusion, showing just basically talent. That's really what it comes down to. But it is important for me to show diversity. No, we need more people who are willing to step up and I don't want to say call out, but just wake people up and say, hey, this isn't a true representation of what the real world is. So kudos to you for using your voice and your platform to make sure that you shout yeah, out. I'll call others. out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I give enough shade to kill a tree. <laughs> <laughs> like that's where I'm at sometimes. Because you get so emotionally invested in what you want to do. And I'm sure even with you, whenever you're creating your brunch and slate events, it, you're never thinking, oh, if I put this person as a speaker, it's always about the draw that they're going to bring in or something like that. It really comes down to the talent. And the best part about that is, is that if you just heard them over the phone and they walk through your door, you're not going to shut that door because you totally thought they were like this person, that they were male right. or that they were, you know, uh, Caucasian or that they were Hispanic. They're not dark enough. They're not light enough. Like you're not picking a palette. You're picking pure talent and it just happens to come in beautiful packages. Yeah. So yeah. It, it blows my mind that, you know, again, well, considering the climate that we're living in, everything blows my mind right now. <laughs> like it takes me like my fingers are bit to the bone. <laughs> I watch the news. And I'm like biting every two seconds. Like, I can't believe this is the world I have to raise my kids in. When did we yeah. go back to like, you know, the 40s and 50s? This is insane. Yeah. But yeah, I, these are little steps and everybody can do this. You do it with Brunch and Slay. I do it with Design and Liberty. Everybody who is able to be on a public forum can do this. They can do this. This isn't difficult. It's about the talent. Yes, yes. So, Barbara, this Saturday, you can brunch with anybody in the world you want to, dead or alive, who are you brunching with? Oh, that's a good one. Dead or alive. God, you must get Oprah a lot, don't you? <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. I can't um, <laughs> it, well, I want it to be alive <laughs> because maybe the timing, you know what I mean? Maybe mm -hmm. it's a timing thing. Um, but yeah, Oprah, it's just, it's a given. Are you kidding me? And I just found out she smoked weed too. And go figure, I've never smoked weed in my life. <laughs> I just, like she's, she was my gateway <laughs> just a little bit. I was, when I found out Gail said that, I was like, I'm missing something. I don't know. But I, not that I'm going to try not now, but you know, but I, it would definitely have to be Oprah because she is in a place now in her life where she really gives zero F. You know, she oh, could yeah. do a movie that bombs to, you know, cleaning up the ocean and it's equal. You know, like it's yeah. just, it's always impactful, you know, to our lives, at least to my life. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it would definitely be Oprah. Yeah. yeah I wanted to put Obama up there, but no, oh, it's you can Oprah. have more than one guest. You don't have to have just one. Oh, I could. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, the Obamas. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's like, that's, that's Mecca. But the funny thing is, like, I don't know if I can relate because I don't talk politics. You know what I mean? I just, you know, Oprah, it, it could be a one-on-one. -on -one. I'll bring the drinks and yeah. the weed. <laughs> <laughs> like, as much as I would like to meet the Obamas, I'd rather meet them in a group setting. I'm, I don't want a one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how I say Oprah, though. You could just be like, oh, it's a slumber party after this. Like, we are going to hang. Oh, yeah. Just, I, I again, everyone's people. I think if you, get, if you look her up, you can definitely, you know, wiggle your way into her heart. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. She'll just probably look at me as like a unicorn. Like, you sure you came from Marcy? <laughs> like, really? 
But yeah, I mean, there's just, it's funny because there are also people in my life, like in a heartbeat, my mom passed away in a heartbeat. If it was just that one person, I would have her come back, you know, and, and just have more conversations with her. You kind of go through these like ebbs and flows in your life when, you know, things are going really, really great. You want to celebrate it with certain people. And then when things are really, really low, you kind of like wish there were certain people in your life. My mom always hits every single emotional state you know, for everything that I do from children to, you know, even like, you know, losing one pound, you know, or <laughs> anything. And it's so weird because I, I say this a lot, not that I downplay coaches, but there are a lot of business coaches that are out there. Mm -hmm. And I always said, I've never heard a successful person claim their success based off of a business coach. They always start internal with like their mother or uh, a family member or a teacher, or there was like some mentorship that they got, but it never really steered all the way to like a coach, you know, yeah. coaches, they really are. They're, they're just, you know, incredible. No, I, I totally understand what you're saying. And I think, um, I think it's important that we try to even have more of these moments. Like I hope when I ask that question, although people get to see a little bit about what you're looking into and who you're really, you know, inspired by, I hope they think about having conversations with people who in their immediate vicinity who inspire them. There yeah. People locally you can reach out to and ask for, maybe they won't give you a whole brunch, but they'll probably give you a cup of coffee or a tea, you know, like reach out to somebody who you feel would make your life better just by being in the room with them. So and yeah, I'm sure definitely. everybody has someone like that. And if you already know that person, great. Take them to, take them to brunch. Say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> take them to brunch and slay the conversation. Just don't waste their time, especially yes. if they're busy. Yeah. Don't oh say that again. Don't waste their time. <laughs> don't Have waste their time. Make now. it count. Yes. That's what slay means. You know, you you slay something is when you finally have everything. Like this, you're done. You know, you've had your conversation, you got everything that you needed at the same time. That person fears feels fulfilled. That's a slay moment. Yeah. I've had plenty of those. I had to learn though. You know, usually it starts with like, okay, well, I have another meeting. I was like, oh, damn it. I knew I stood too long. <laughs> you know, when they kind of, you know, cut you off a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I, that's one of the ways I, I was able to get out of the project too. You know, you can't seek opportunities when you're <laughs> talking to the people that are in the same situation you're in. Mm -hmm. That's the circle <laughs> you want to avoid. Yeah. You have to really kind of get a little bit of guts to go outside that circle to pure strangers and feel them out. And, you know, I have to say as dangerous as Marcy was, it really instilled a gut check. And to this day, and I think a lot of people would say this, even you, my gut has never proven me wrong. I've never regretted, you know, <laughs> not listening to my gut. I've always regretted not listening to mm -hmm. it, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I say it all the time. It's a muscle you have to exercise. You have to get used to not even deviating from what your gut tells you. When it says go yeah. left, you got to go left. And you got to recognize you have to go left and, and chastise yourself in that moment. Say, well, I'll do that again. I'm going to listen. Yeah. Because it always <laughs> Well, when you come to someone... Yeah, go I'm ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, when you come up with someone like me who's unfiltered, like, I can tell somebody, listen, I don't like you. I can't explain it, but just understand we're not going to be talking again. <laughs> like, it just, that's rough to take. It's like having, I don't know, like, word vomit. I've always been like this. I've always said what was on my mind. It was unfiltered. And my delivery may come off as B is the best way to describe it. Mm -hmm. But it's that gut. It is that initial survival instinct. Like, listen, I, I just don't know what to tell you. I don't like you. This isn't going to work. Don't be offended. It's okay. 
but I can't put my finger on it. Just know, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, <laughs> it won't happen. go. <laughs> no, love And it. that takes a lot of courage because oh, whether yeah. I'm saying that to a potential business partner, whether I'm saying that to a friend, whether I'm saying that to family members, you know, there are friends for a reason and sometimes a season. Like, this is about pivoting. It really is about pivoting because you can feel guilty for just trying to let okay. go mm-hmm. or making something work. And your gut is telling you, if, even if you kind of have that, eh, that sound alone is translation of no. Yeah. <laughs> no. You are so saying something. You You're speaking to my heart. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> But it's hard, you know, it it's is. really because you could be hurting other people's feelings mm-hmm. or, you know, once you've kind of like, I mean, you got to think about it. By that point, the bridge is burned. <laughs> I've yet to feel that I was like, oh, damn, I kind of regret it cutting that one off. Usually sometime in the future, they proved my gut right. You kind of see it. But you will have those reactions in life, whether, again, it's like friends or family or business partners or, you know, even like food. You know, you put one piece in your mouth and you're like, it just doesn't taste right. Yeah, that's because it doesn't. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) That's where she came from the gas station. What did you expect? (laughs) (laughs) Your gut is going to tell you either, you know, internally or externally. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I could seriously t- chat with you all day. You have me giggling. <laughs> so where can people oh, get you, Amira. No, where can they get more of you? How can they support you? Where can they find you? Yeah, definitely had me, hit me up on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. That's really my playground. You can head over to at Designer Liberty. Um, and you can also check out my posts on designerliberty.com. And then, of course, you know, on those social media sites, you'll see where I'm playing at, whether it's on talk shows or doing amazing podcasts like this one. Oh, you are just after my heart, aren't you, girl? <laughs> I heart you so much. Like, I really have to see you. I got to make the trip. Yes. No, you know, hopefully I'll be in New York soon. But, you know, that's a whole other conversation. But I can't. Yes, thank- we'll do that offline. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't thank you enough for uh, for DMing me, sliding into my DMs. I tell you all the time, I do respond. And it might take me a day or two. Uh, but I'm there and I'm here for it. I'm here for helping you shine and shine the light. Just just have a website if you want to talk about a business. <laughs> you know, don't yeah, I'm proof up. of it. <laughs> I'm proof of it. it. You can slip into the DMs and it does work. Yeah. Or you can play again more music to pump you up. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been great. And I hope you guys all enjoy. And I will definitely put uh, where to follow Barbara in the show notes so you can support Design Liberty. It's great content. It's really something to, pipe, to you know, liven up your feed from a different angle. I don't know what your feed looks like, but I always love seeing things that put a smile on my face and keep me happy and keep me positive. So I definitely recommend that you follow this this young lady. But no, I heart you. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. So if you enjoy this show as much as I enjoy creating it, do me a favor and share it. Share it on at least one of your social media platforms and tag Brunch and Slay. We're on all social media at Brunch and Slay. So it's simple enough, right? So if you're loving what you're hearing, share this episode. And until next time, just remember... If she can, I can, we all can. I'm Amira, and this is Brunch and Slay.